Today we're talking about five signs an INFJ is truly happy in a relationship. Very often if an INFJ is met with somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a person who will make them happy long term. How often have you been in situations that sort of felt like you had to be there, you cannot let go of that situation, but you know, looking back at it, it wasn't really healthy. And studies have shown INFJs aren't very happy in relationships most of the time because we're not picking the right people to focus on. That's why I believe it's so important for us INFJs to understand what is important to have in a partnership, to really look at it rationally and then allow our feelings to blossom more. Because if we don't focus on those important aspects that truly make us happy, we're probably going to be attracted to situations and people that might seem exciting at first, but are probably going to make us unhappy in the long run. So today, let's look at five signs that let you know that an INFJ is truly happy in a relationship. Before we get started, this is a last reminder, the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp is launching this Saturday, so tomorrow, August 19th. So make sure you're on that waiting list, you get access to the early bird prize, and set a reminder for the free masterclass that is here tomorrow live on YouTube. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. So the first sign that INFJ is truly happy in a relationship is that they're on their own path in life. How often have you been in a situation where, you know, somebody came along and you were completely, you know, smitten with them, you were obsessed or you wanted to pay attention to them. And in the end, they were a solution for you. They were a person and a fantasy that allowed you to escape from your life. It's not a coincidence that INFJs so often have long distance relationships, that they have, you know, some kind of situationships with people that are probably not really going to fit into their lives. The thing is this, for INFJs to really go down their own path requires energy. This is not something that is easy. You know, it took me a while to get to a place where I knew how to get there and, you know, to continuously build on that. You know, and this is, you know, why we have the bootcamp, for example. But before that, every single guy that came into my life, it was always an escape route. It was like, my life is boring. I don't like my life. Oh, that's somewhere where I could join. That would allow me to alter my life. It would make my life exciting. I could finally play a role in somebody else's life and that would give my life meaning to some extent. It's not like I was rationally thinking it through, but that's why those situations seemed so exciting. So now looking back at it, I know the thing that has changed is that I have my own path. I have somewhere where I'm going and it doesn't necessarily have to be a destination, but it's my path and I'm building on that path. And whoever comes to my life can be part of it. We can coexist here. Like I have my path and that person can join. And this works mentally. So I'm not even saying, oh, that's a person who can live in your city. I'm talking about you can stay in that mindset of I'm focusing on my life and I can still, you know, imagine that person being by my side. That's a completely different mental approach than, you know, hollowing yourself out and creating this new life scenario for yourself that is actually, you know, an extension of the other person's life. At least that's how you would imagine it. I promise you, in order for you to be happy in a relationship as an INFJ, you have to mentally have your own path. Because if you don't stand for something, you fall for everything. And those are the dangerous situations that make us get into any kind of dynamics that are not healthy for us. The second sign that an INFJ is truly happy in a relationship is that they have somebody on their side 
who's emotionally stable. We as INFJs are great counselors. We're great at making other people feel good. But let's do this in healthy outlets, right? This is supposed to be your partner. This is not your project. This is not somebody that you should want to fix, right? If you have people you want to help, then do it in a scenario where it's very much known that you're helping them and they're accepting your help. This is just as true for friendships as it is for relationships, but it's important that from now on, you look at people who are emotionally stable and who do not need your help in order to have any kind of stability in this regard. You can help each other from time to time, but this should be something that you know is rather balanced. This is not something where you should do 90% of the work in the relationship. The third sign that an INFJ is healthy in their relationship is that their partner is self-aware. So when I say self-aware, I don't mean somebody who's completely into personal development, but they have enough sense of self that they won't get overwhelmed by an INFJ. We subconsciously are so often attracted to people that have a problem with us being ourselves because on some level, we're still looking out for somebody who will you know, tell us that we're okay although we're different. But as long as you keep looking for that person, you're always going to alter yourself and you're going to attract people who have some kind of problem with you because you still have a problem with you. And so when you get to a place where you say, I wanna have a stable relationship, I wanna be in a happy long-term relationships where things are working out, you need somebody who's so self-aware that they're completely okay with you being who you are. If you feel like you being the best version of yourself will just make them uncomfortable, will make them back off, or they've actually even already backed off and you feel like you have to pull them back because you did something wrong, then think again. That person will never ever be able to add to your happiness. You wanna get to a place where you're emotionally stable, so you need somebody who's also emotionally stable. And if people show you early on that they cannot handle you, then that's not a self-aware person. Because a person who's self-aware doesn't care about your path, like in a way of it doesn't make them feel bad about themselves. If you shine the biggest, brightest light on you and you give yourself all the attention that you want and you know you shine bright and you enjoy that, a person you know, who's self-aware will just take that as an inspiration to grow on their own path. They will not see it as any kind of competition. They will not make you feel bad about it. And it's on us to recognize that as soon as possible. Because I know, not just from my personal experience, but having talked to hundreds or thousands of INFJs, you know, about topics like this, this is something that we are so often drawn to as in we have to make that other person understand where we're coming from. They have to give us you're okay in order for us to feel good. And that's not the case. If you get to a place where you like who you are, those people won't matter anymore. Although those could have been people that you felt were like the best people ever on earth. Your entire approach to life and your you know, attitude towards them are going to be completely different. So if you want a sign that you're in a healthy relationship, then that person next to you definitely can deal with who you truly are. Sign number four that an INFJ is truly happy in a relationship is that they're with somebody who can listen and understand an INFJ. So that does not mean that that person has to be, you know, the person who can listen to absolutely everything that you're experiencing all the time. 
that's not what they're there for. We very often feel like, oh, if I only had this one person and they would understand me and they would, you know, be able to connect with me, I would finally feel whole. And that will never happen. That is actually one of the reasons why we're so attracted to people who, you know, don't have the capacity for any of that. It's actually the thing that attracts us because we feel, oh, now I can finally overcome my childhood trauma that nobody understands me and that I'm not worth paying attention to. But that's not how it works. You have to learn on your own that you're whole, that everything that you wanted in your childhood, you didn't have. That happened and that's over and you can feel it, you can grieve it, you know, you can experience all of that pain and then you recognize now I'm an adult and I can give this to myself. I'm not going to look out, you know, for the recognition that I wanted so much as a child because you're not a child anymore. And the thing is, this did happen. You didn't get the recognition and, you know, the love that you deserved because people were just not able to give it to you because we're all different. But this happened and now it's over. Now you're an adult and the only person who can make you whole now is you. And when you understand that and when you start building on that life that you know creates more and more wholeness, so to say, it makes you feel more fulfilled and more joyous, then you're really looking out for somebody who you can express yourself to and they can handle it, but they're not the outlet that you want to put everything on. Nobody could handle this. Like find your way, express yourself in the world, express yourself in life, and then have a partner at your side who you can tell about that, who can be on the sideline, experience all of that. You can be honest about it and open about it and they want to support you in you going, you know, further and further along your journey. They're not your journey. They're there on the side. They understand you. They listen to you and they support you. But they're a supporting role in that dynamic. How you also are a supporting role on their journey. They're not your destination. You're not their destination. You both are creating the lives you always wanted and you can do that side by side. That is a sign of a truly happy relationship. And sign number five that an INFJ is truly happy in a relationship is that they have somebody at their side who appreciates the INFJ for choosing themselves and not for what they can do for the other person. We as INFJs very often believe that the only reason people love us, like us as friends, or you know, appreciate us is the fact that we can do so much for them. We can be there for them. We see who they truly are. But that is not how it's supposed to be. Because every single time we condition ourselves to believe that this is the way we get love, we get love for what we do for the other person and we completely neglect who we actually are. We need people around us who want us to put ourselves first. We need somebody who is not only fine with it, but who encourages us to be ourselves, choose our own path. And then with what we have left over, with all of that energy that is overflowing because we continuously make sure that we choose ourselves, you know, that's what we can give to others. That's what we have left to encourage others to be there for them and so on. And the other person appreciates us for choosing ourselves. And I can tell you one thing, the people who appreciate you for choosing you are different than the ones who appreciate you for what you're doing for them. Like every single person can do both. The question is just to what extent. 
And we INFJs very often go into that extreme of all I do is be there for you. I'm focused on what you want, what you need, and so on. And those people that accept that are not healthy for us. Like those are people who need attention. Those are very often narcissists. And, you know, that person, that narcissist in that example will never be a person who appreciates you for choosing you. The moment you choose you, this narcissist will flip out because they have no capacity to give to you as well. And they completely, you know, remove themselves from a situation. Please take that as a sign that that's not a person who you need in your life. A person who has the capacity to allow you to be you is somebody that you want at your side. Because that's a person who says, I love you for choosing you. I love looking at the fact that you're choosing you. This makes me happy. You know, it can be something that makes them happy all day long. It can be something that makes them happy on a subconscious level. But it's still something that draws them in. And you'll see that the person who constantly needs you to pay attention for them is not going to be that person. So remember, there are signs that will tell you that you're in a healthy relationship. And if you, you know, meet somebody and you directly see that, you know, one of those things is off, then that should be a sign for you to overthink it. And most of the time you will, you know, be able to cut off so many of those situations which cause you pain and, you know, discomfort and never lead to what you want. And you can actually focus on, you know, people who fit that criteria and then find somebody that you want to spend more time with and that really adds to your life. Relationships is also one of the pillars that we talk about in bootcamp because relationships are super important to creating an INFJ epic life. It's not just about intimate relationships, of course. It's about how we approach relationships altogether. So remember, if you want to tap into this, if you want to join our amazing community, then join the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. The next round launches tomorrow, so August 19th. Make sure on that waiting list you get access to the early bro prize. Set a reminder for the free masterclass we have here on YouTube tomorrow. And I look forward to see many, many of you there. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in line with today's topic, then watch the video of the five reasons why INFJs stay single longer than most.